Good afternoon, folks. It's uh, great to see so many of you here. Um, on behalf of the Amazon AI team and Amazon recognition team, I'm very pleased to announce uh, and, and get into the details of Amazon recognition today with you guys. Um, if you heard Andy's keynote earlier this morning, uh, Andy talked about uh, the uh, extra vision, right, as a superpower, the, the need to be able to find meaning in your data. Uh, and uh, what we have done with Amazon Recognition is try to solve that problem uh, for visual content, for images. Um, in this session, I will uh, tr start with framing, why we uh, started building this service. Uh, we'll talk about um, what this service is about, what are the APIs, what are the features, how you could use it, uh, do a quick demo, and then uh, live the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes for uh, any questions you guys might have. Um, so uh, for me, it started about, uh, I would say about two and a half years ago. It was a very personal story. I was looking to uh, build a uh, photo book for my parents' anniversary. Uh, I'm an avid photographer. Uh, at that point, I had about 70,000 images. Today, I have about 100,000 photos. To find these 10 images I needed to build this photo book was like finding a needle in the haystack. And I started looking for a solution, and I couldn't find any that suited what I was trying to get done, right? Um, so. Curiosity drove me to start talking to our AWS customers, and it was uh, clear that they were looking for very similar solutions. And they wanted it the Amazon way, right? They're used to this Amazon way of solutions, which are scalable, reliable, and low cost. And they wanted to get it uh, a very easy to use service which solves this problem for them. Now, if you look at this uh, image uh, creation and image consumption, you would find that it's across all different verticals of the business, um, whether it's selfie for sharing, whether it's family photos for framing, whether it's IoT devices generating uh, you know, images from your home space or in, in public space for public safety, police body cams. Um, you know, there are retail in real estate, in you know, hotels. Images are getting generated at a faster rate than ever has been, getting consumed at an even faster rate. And with the advent of uh, augmented reality and virtual reality, it's just going to get even more. So what's interesting is this, the growth is explosive, right? Um, as you could see here, the expectation of just consumer photo. These are photos you and me, we take from our cell phone, our, our cameras, and upload to the social sites. It expects, expected to grow 9% CAGR to 1.2 trillion in 2017. Um, when we looked at the images that, are, and this graph represents the images that are stored in S3, and, and in, for 2016, we only had data up to Q2, you can see that exponential growth of storage of image even within S3 from our customers. So now the haystack that I started looking at just got bigger and finding them a little harder. Uh, and customers are trying to build smart app that needs a lot of visual content that is as input or output. So how do we solve this? Um, introducing Amazon recognition. It's a deep learning based image recognition service we have from the day one, we have built this to uh, scale, to deal with a wide variety quality of images that are coming from sensors that are out there, so, so to say the images in the wild. Uh, 
basic set of features that we are uh, launching with uh, are four. We have object and scene detection. Um, I'll get into the detail of each of these feature set and, and uh, how you could use each of these and reference implementation of them in, in next slides. Um, there is uh, facial analysis, uh, there is face comparison, and there is facial recognition. Now, what's, before we move on to this feature, the most important uh, part of this uh, service, and it's true for not only our service, it's also, I'm sure you guys heard about, uh, we announced uh, Poly, uh, as well as Lex earlier this morning, all of these AI services, we have taken a lot of care to make sure that they are deeply integrated with existing AWS services so that getting these AI capability of the workload that you already have or data that you already store is very, very easy. It's a few lines of code, and all of a sudden you have these capabilities in your app or your service that you already have in place today. Let's dive into each of these. So the first one I want to talk to you guys about is object and scene detection. Um, this feature would allow you to detect object, scenes, uh, concepts from images uh, that you pass to the system. Uh, at uh, launch, we support thousands of these object, scenes, and uh, concepts. Uh, the return that we give back to you is a set of text. We call them labels. And hence, the API is detect label. Um, in its most basic, simplest form, it takes in an image, um, any sort of images, and returns you a set of labels with confidence score, uh, a probability score of what we think uh, of that image being in this, uh, of the object being in this image. Um, now, there are a few couple of things to call out here. We do take images as just base 64 blobs, if you may, or uh, we have built it to take in S3 URL information um, directly. Um, we allow you to manage the quality of output by providing a min confidence to the API input so that by default we return all labels which we believe have a confidence of 50% or higher. You could tune it up by saying, hey, I have a very high accuracy system I'm building. Give me only labels that are 70% or 80% or whatever that number you choose to be. Um, the response is essentially a set of labels and a bunch of confidence. Uh, for the input, again, you can uh, set a parameter to say how many labels you want of the system. Is it 1? Is it 10? Is it 20? So a couple of examples. You could see this image, indoor image, that uh, these are the actual labels generated by recognition. We stylized it so that you could uh, get a clear sense of what we meant by labels. Uh, as you could see, the living room is a bit more of a conceptual thing here. Uh, in this outdoor scene, um, the beautiful home of one of our colleagues here, uh, it's a backyard that the fact that it, you know, we identified trees uh, we have actually identified a specific tree to be maple. I couldn't verify that information. I'm not very good at this. Uh, there's a swimming pool. There's water in there. Um, so how can you, as a developer, as a, uh, as a business, as an organization, how will you use this uh, capability? And, and we talk about this here. At a very high level, think of this API enables you to create uh, dynamic search indexes, so you could now search through massive amount of content, be it for uh, photo sharing, social photo uh, services, uh, be it in the archives of media or news. Uh, you could use that for filtering. Um, a very, very good example 
of a live app that has used this is Amazon Prime Photo. Uh, we support uh, free photo storage for um, Prime customers, and that uh, app, which provides you search capability, uh, is powered by recognition. Uh, and we have already processed billions of images per day uh, in supporting Prime Photos. So, you know, talk about the scale. We were built for scale from the day one, right? As Andy talked about it, as uh, if you guys watch Matt talk about it, Swami talk about it, uh, within Amazon we have had this expertise of uh, machine learning and AI for over the last two decades. And um, we haven't talked about it much, and so this is what you're seeing is the fruition of this uh, experience and leveraging some of that expertise that we have had in-house. Um, let's look at a reference implementation. Being an engineer, I love to talk about how would you implement such a thing, right? Um, think of a mobile app taking images, uh, of course stylized. I hope you don't take images like that. Um, you can upload your image to S3. If you're already doing so, fantastic. Uh, if you're not, start looking at S3 as your object store. Uh, if you're already uploading your images to S3, now you could trigger a Lambda function from the upload event. Uh, we have a blueprint for recognition where you could trigger a Lambda function to call recognition detect label and get the labels and confidence score back. At that point, you could, we have found Elasticsearch, Amazon Elasticsearch is a fantastic search solution for this sort of use case where you could get really large scale indexing as well as really low latency uh, responses from this system. and. In this case, we are showing a, a stylized image of Seattle. You could see that our, our system of detect label has identified the mountain and the building, and you could then use that to create property search uh, as an example here. The next uh, capability that I want to talk to you guys about is facial analysis. In facial analysis, we have two parts of the system. Um, the first layer is the ability to detect presence and location of the face. So if you have one or more faces in an image, we tell you via a bounding box that this is where we found the face. We also are able to extract attributes, uh, demographic sentiment, general attributes, quality attributes of this face and give it to you so that you could build some rich, smart applications around that data. The API is detect face. Um, as you can see here, takes image as an input, um, identifies the faces in this image. Um, then you have an API key that you could control how much data you want. You could just use it for the detection that, hey, just give me the bounding box. I don't need the attributes. Or you could additionally provide us a switch to give you attributes uh, and that I'll show you in a little bit. But here, as you could see, um, we provide attributes like emotions, uh, the, whether the person is wearing eyeglass, whether they have sunglasses, what the gender is, uh, and some confidence score for each of these attributes as we have identified in the faces. A visual example always helps here, right? So as you could see, the way we want to think about the attributes of uh, output of facial analysis is demographic attributes, sentiments, landmarks. If you are interested in using the landmark to uh, put uh, those stickers on faces, you could easily do it now. Uh, you, we get some information of image quality as well as some other general attributes, like whether this person's mouth is open, if they're uh, you know, happy. 
So in this case, you could see we think 97% uh, that it's a male. Uh, the eyes are open. Uh, dude seems to have a mustache. Fair enough. Uh, beard is smiling. Um, and also, we know that there's some uh, brightness and sharpness attributes of this image. Let's talk about how, as a business, as an organization, as an app developer, how would you use it, right? Uh, think of the power. Think of the rich metadata now you could get from images that you already have and or images that you are able to capture on a real-time or a batch mode uh, from uh, any uh, interface that you've created which is able to capture images. Um, online dating, a great example. Uh, we, we are able to recommend better faces. Uh, there, there are these apps, I don't know if you guys know about swipe left, swipe right, anybody knows about it? Yeah, so you know, we could probably provide better recommendation based on these image attributes, based on who you like more if you were in that, uh, and give you recommendation based on that. Um, you, if you're a retail business, be it online or in-store, you could capture your customer images and get a sense of what the demographic is based on the actual thing. So no more you need a customer's email address and bug them for additional information where all the person wants to do is just check out and walk the hell out of your store. Well, images can now give you this information, which was, hitherto was uh, unavailable to you. Um, you could, and we'll show a couple of great examples where ad tech, you could do dynamic, smart ad delivery to your customers. Uh, and it's... Fantastic when, when I think about it. Um, so this is an example of kind of the retail uh, experience, right? A customer, whether uh, in front of the computer, if, they can, if you can share their webcam, or in, in a store with, where you actually have cameras all over the stores, you could see uh, how they're uh, behaving, how they're responding. You could provide immediate customer service, right? Because the data is available. The low latency, high scalability allows you to get this data in seconds and respond to it quickly while the customer is still where they are. So you could provide better service and not, not lament on, hey, I lost that customer because they were really sad. I think that person has migraine. But, you know, uh, she's sad and, and maybe she is not finding what she's looking for, right? So how do we help her? Get up in front of her. Hey, can we help you? Can we find what you're looking for? Is there a product that you need that we can find for you, right? Or maybe just do you need a glass of water? How would you implement such a thing, right? Um, again, uh, a big part here is the ease of use. And the ease of use comes from two aspects, I believe. One, our APIs are designed to be very, very simple. You could uh, start coding against our API and be done in an hour or so, because uh, I've done it myself. Um, and the other thing is that if you have existing workloads in AWS, if you are already storing data in S3, you could get this rich metadata with just a few lines of code. That is amazing, right? You could disrupt the entire industry, depending on where you are, just by a few lines of code. Um, so think of this implementation. Uh, you have a live image capture from an install camera, um, streams it up to an application server, hopefully something that you guys manage, uh, that could then upload to S3 to, to reduce the redundancy and remove some of those uh, uh, services in between. But the expectation here is you're uploading those images to S3, triggering a Lambda function in near real time, getting the attribute metadata. And then uh, in this case, we have shown an offline version. So you could now push all this metadata, stage it into S3 for Redshift loading, load all the data into Redshift, 
use QuickShite to create really rich marketing reports that you didn't have before, right? But you could also imagine that the response back from the analyze phase could be fed back to your stores, maybe on an app that your uh, you know in-store uh, personals are carrying, maybe on a system that they have that they could see, hey, a customer needs help, they're not satisfied, they're happy. I love this example, right? Um, this, this is a, a, an example of targeted marketing. Um, here, the fact that we know the demographic, we know the sentiment, we know the other attributes of a customer, um, uh, the fact that you could have a digital billboard or an electronic display in your store which has a cam attached to it, capture the customer in within seconds, analyze the face, and deliver an appropriate ad to that customer. Again, if the customer lingers around and their expression or their sentiment changes based on the thing, you could react to it and change it on them again. Now, in this case, you could see uh, this well-shaped gentleman, he sees a shaving uh, ad, whereas the lady with this very cool glasses sees a not-so-cool glass ad. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. The shapes were weird. Um, so how would you implement that thing, right? How would you implement such an... Uh, is, uh, this, this, very high-tech, if you may, this very fantastically magical experience, um, well, it's just the low-latency low scalability, ease of integration with the rest of AWS that makes it happen. Um, face image is collected. You send it to your application server. You get a near real-time response from recognition detect face with uh, not only the face, also the attributes along with it. Uh, Using that attribute, you make a quick decision, retrieve the corresponding ad image, and display the ad image to the, to the thing. And you could get this done in a matter of seconds at this point. Um, while you're at it, I would suggest store that information in some sort of data warehouse. It's always rich information. It's anonymized, so you could use for a lot of other purposes without having to worry about customers' privacy. And this is a thing that's very important for you guys to understand, right? With Amazon, uh, both the detect label example I showed you or the detect face example, we do not store any of your images. The moment you've uploaded the image, we have analyzed the image, we send your responses back, and the image is not stored in any of our systems. So privacy, your customer privacy, your data privacy is very, very high with this system. We do not use these images for training. As you talked about, there's a deep learning system. Most of you know now the deep learning system needs a lot of data for training. We do not categorically use any customer information, any customer data for training our system unless you guys explicitly give us the consent to do so. So you could store the attributes to a data warehouse and then do some really rich, uh, fast, uh, massive queries against Redshift um, and, and have much more... Uh, knowledge of who your customers are and how they're reacting and whatnot. The third feature that I would like to share with you guys is face comparison. And essentially, it's just a face-based verification. Sounds simple. It's not. Because um, what we have built this system for is to identify faces in all different, uh, you know, color, highlight, background, real images, though the demo here, because I wanted to impress you guys with the visual skills, are the, the slides here are very high fidelity images. In the demo, I'll show you some much lower quality images and how our face comparison performs. The API is compare faces. It takes a, 
a source image where ideally you should have one face because that's our uh, reference face, and it compares to all the faces that are available in the target image. And we send you a similarity score of the source reference face across uh, and match it with all the faces that we found in the target image. Um, you could set, again, the ease of use of our API for every API that we have designed. We have carefully crafted it so that you can have control. You can change what the tune up the quality, tune down the quality. You could get better precision. You could get better recall using our service. And we have provided you those keys so that you can control your destiny a little more. Um, so here we, for instance, compare faces takes a similarity threshold as an attribute, and you could set it up and down. Uh, to see whether you want really similar faces in an authentication uh, case, you might want to use a very high similarity, 99, 98% similarity. Uh, whereas if it's just about, hey, is this person legit to be in this room, you might be okay with 85% uh, accuracy. What we return to you is uh, the identification of the reference face and its bounding box, and all the other faces that we have found in the target image, their bounding boxes, and the similarity score for uh, the pairs. Let's look at an example. This one gets me every time. I still don't believe that these two girls are same, but my team has confirmed that they've verified multiple times, and it is the same person. Um, and that's, that's the power of uh, deep learning, by the way. One of the things we learned, it's an interesting anecdote, I digress a little bit, is that unless you are looking at images of your friends, your family, and in kind of the stretch, people of your ethnic background, identifying faces, at least comparing them, is not an easy task. It seems easier than it is. Uh, when I go through, I, I, you know, a colleague of mine, uh, you know, the, the, the guy who uh, heads the science uh, team within my organization, um, every time he'll bring me pictures of uh, some family member and and they'll be like, at least 10 times I've had, like, these two are the same person. And they'll come to me, they don't look alike, right? Um, and so this, this notion of face comparison, identifying similarity, is much better done by machine learning, by this deep learning system, uh, deep learning-based system, than at times human beings can do it. So what are the business cases? How could you use it, right? Um, that gentleman is trying to get through the turnstile. You could see that you know, face comparison could help you uh, in entering. Now, a word of caution there, if you want to use face comparison as an authentication mechanism, make sure it's part of a multi-factor authentication, right? Uh, that just is the right way to do it. Because, um, you know, if you have a twin, they look alike, they could go and take all your money from bank. Um, twins do that a lot, by the way. Um, you could use comparison for in public safety, right? Finding, uh, you know, this earlier, uh, I don't know how many of you are in the uh, State of Union for AI. Motorola Solutions did this fantastic demo of missing person where they're able to use the police body cam to find images and people in the streets and match it against the database that they've created, match it against the person of Lookout, and see if there's comparison to find missing persons that they would have otherwise missed out on. Um, they've also done a fantastic integration with Lex and Polly to make it a completely hands-free, uh, wide communication system that not only is a person found, it also can be communicated to other uh, personal uh, clothes in that area. Uh, you could ima imagine that you walk into 
a Venetian win and they know you because you've come here every reinvent trying to launch product and get ridiculed, but they'll know you and they'll give you great services, right? Um, exams, if you're taking an online exam or online poll, now, uh, you know, most of them, when you register, they upload, you upload an image. This time when you get in front of the computer, you could use the face to make sure that the person sitting in front of the test, person doing the polling, is the person you expect them to be. Uh, implementation, uh, again, it all begins with image. That's why we call it image recognition. Um, pass it to your application, uh, stream it over to compare faces. We send you a uh, comparison score. The idea here is that when, if you look at this flow here, uh, you know, the expectation, if I'm building the app, the idea was that I'm building an app. I know that Ranju had signed into my app. So I know Ranju as a, uh, as a user. I take a picture of, when I say confirm you as Ranju, I take a picture. I know it's intended to be Ranju. So using that, I can then go into Amazon S3, pull the registered face, and do a comparison and give a verification back to the app. So uh, a fantastic way of authenticating uh, users of your apps. The fourth feature that I want to talk to you about is uh, face recognition. We are, again, a service that has been built for face recognition, high-quality face recognition at scale. That's the important part. We can, two parts of the face recognition, right? Uh, you could, you need to index, and we'll talk about the specific APIs. You need to create, you need to index the faces that you are interested in. Um, again, I'll repeat, no images are ever stored. When I, when I'm gonna, I, when I keep saying face or image stored, I mean a metadata vector representation of that image or face. Uh, get stored and we create a collection of faces, then we allow you to search within that collection for any face of interest that you're looking for. Now, we at launch support millions of faces in this collection, and our search is very low latency and highly scalable. Um, so the, there are really three APIs, uh, you know, consistency sake, I picked two, uh, also we'll run out of time otherwise. Um, the index face, index face API allows you to uh, create your collection. Um, one example I've called out here is search face by image, uh, very uh, well annotated. You pass an image, you search within the collection, you get a set of similar faces back. We also have, if you go look at our documentation uh, in aws.amazon.com slash recognition, you would see there's also a search face by ID. And as I go through the example, uh, I'll walk you through uh, how you could use both. So um, this is a... Uh, index face API, uh, how it works. You, you pass it an image. We detect all the faces in this image. Uh, we'll transform, and this is a very, very important for, uh, part, guys. We do not store any personally identifiable Im uh, information or images in our system at any point. So we transform these faces into a canonical representation of the face, which is a face ID, and a vector of floats, a feature vector, if you may, and store that into uh, what we call the face collection. Uh, as a return back, we give you a set of face IDs, which I'll talk to you about how you could use it. Now, coming back to the ease of use, right? We looked at this, we said, well, the customer has a set of faces, has a set of images with faces. 
they of course want to detect face, right? They want to, you would want to know the attributes in these faces, and you also might want to index those faces. Now, it seems kind of unfair that we'll make you do two calls, one to detect face and pay for that, and then to again do index face and pay for that. So what we did is within index face, you have a switch, have a key where if you chose to, you could also get the same goodness that you get from face detection. So the uh, bounding boxes and the demographic attributes, the sentiment attributes, the general attributes, all could be derived from index face as well. So pass the image, pass that key, and you get all the attribute back while also you create the collection. Now, once you've created a collection, here you have two options. You could search face by image, which is this example. You're passing a crop, a image face crop. You call the API. API, of course, converts that face crop into the feature vector that, that we understand very well in the system. That's our you know, uh, deep learning approach. Uh, we then use a nearest neighbor search, a hyperspace search, if you may, to find similar faces from the collection and return you a similar set of faces back. Now, as I told you, and I'll show it in the implementation, um, because we return a set of face IDs back to you, let's assume that you, the last image that you indexed fa uh, did index face call on, you got four or five face IDs back. If you wanted to just see if any of those faces are also in the collection, similar faces in the collection, you could call search face by ID and pass those face IDs back to us and get a set of similar face IDs back. Um, there is, and I'll show in the implementation, the expectation here is that as a developer, you're maintaining some sort of a Dynamo or a Aurora DB table where you're maintaining your face ID and, and, and image context so that you, we don't have to store the images for you. So a visual representation of what we think search face uh, best denotes is this. You pass us a face image, and we find that face, similar faces, from a large collection of faces. Now, of course, again, as I repeatedly told you guys, this is a visual representation. We actually do not store any of the actual images in our system. So, you know, the, uh, not to be too redundant, we feel this can be useful across multiple verticals of businesses, uh, all sort of use cases of authentication, verification, comparison, um, and, you know, the industries are just, you could choose any industry and you could see an application of this. Um, and I'll show a demo, which is, which one of my colleagues created, which is fantastic. Um, so, uh, index face, Again, uh, imagine you have either a, a archive of, e e again, the one thing to call out here, because I rushed through it a little bit in the earlier slides, is that though all of these examples I'm showing you is more real-time transactional in nature, we also support batch processing, right? Our APIs were designed for both batch uh, and, you know, uh, we are very aware of customers already having a ton of images in S3, right? So for you to write a complicated pipeline to extract all those images, you know, download them and then upload them just didn't make sense. So what we have done is we have provided seamless batch operations so that you could very easily process your entire bucket of images and, and have uh, recognition provide you with the metadata that you need. Bless you. Um, so you call index face. We 
store the face vector along with a face ID. We return you the face ID back to you. You could then create a person table, person details table on your side, which is essentially, you know, the face IDs and the image that so that you could fetch the original image from your S3 bucket whenever you're ready. Now, if you want to look for a reference image, be it by ID, be it by image, you could call search face, will return a set of face IDs back. The fact that you already have a person detail table, you could match that face ID, get the S3 URL, pull the images out, and voila, you have a fantastic visual search experience uh, available to your uh, app, a customers, or just service. So um, let's take you under the hood a little bit. Um, we have built a deep learning-based system. And what it, at the crux of it, it's tr deep learning replaces you know, handcrafted features with learned ones. And to learn these ones, you need a large amount of high-quality training data. Um, the learning occurs uh, very iteratively, so it's a very, very expensive process. Uh, takes time. You need a massive amount of image per object, per concept, per label, uh, and then you need to iterate based on feedback. Um, so I want to show you a bit under the hood um, the ease of use. There's a third aspect of the ease of use, right? So you have this very easy-to-use API, deeply integrated with the rest of AWS, and guess what? You guys don't have to train your own models. You don't have to worry about the iterative improvement. You're going to naturally get any improvement that we're making, any labels that we are adding, and we are adding labels almost on a daily basis at this point, just out of the box. No upgrade needed, no deployment needed. Just call the API, and you get the benefit of our continual improvement. Um, and we have been building this over years. As I said, Amazon has been at AI for a long time, and we all we did is we heard your feedback, that you wanted a solution the Amazon way, and we leveraged it to build a solution for you. So this, this uh, you know, slide is a bit uh, too much to grow, but um, in, in, a, in a simple way to look at it is just if you follow it from top left, we start with an image sourcing process, which generates an unlabeled, unlabeled image. The unlabeled image is passed to a human-aided active learning system, which does uh, image annotation, validation, as well as object localization. Um, then we have now a truly labeled, verified image, which we put into a database of the version control database of, uh, you know, training and testing data. That's then used to generate the model, which is kind of bottom right moving up. Uh, that's used for our inference, and that's the response you get from the API. Now we are getting feedback from customers. We are getting feedback from our own QA people that they're reviewing these labeled images, as well as there are feedback generated by the system itself. And we have applied a bunch of machine learning technique, even within the uh, active learning loop, to, to get really fast, better at, at, at creating uh, this data. And so that feedback loop goes back to improving our image sourcing, get more ma ma images, as, as the case might be, or just tuning our machine learning techniques within the active learning loop. There are two parts to this, uh, uh, you know, the processing, the, the annotation, the, the ground truth processing, the, the label generation, if you may. There's a data pipeline. Um, what we have done is we have built a data pipeline which is completely automated. So once we know what labels we want, which labels to improve, click of a button, the process starts uh, and, and generates the data that we need, goes through the entire loop, and creates the ground truth. It's simple. 
The simplicity is important. Simplicity is important because you need to verify this very quickly. You need to verify in near real time. You need human being to be able to interact with this system very easily. So simple was a very, very difficult, but also must have in this space. Uh, we are able to generate very high quality uh, data. Uh, our ground truth uh, are at an average at 98% accuracy at this point. And we are able to generate this fast. So we are able to create annotation at a very, very rapid rate. We are able to create millions of annotations per day because of this system. The second part, which, you know, we talk about machine learning. It's interesting that we are sitting here talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning, yet most of the processes that are dependent on machine learning needs human input, needs human validation. And we have spent a ton of time building this human workforce, which is elastic. We can have thousands of people spun up very quickly to do this work for us. Um, we have trained them, so we trust them in terms of their accuracy. Uh, they're globally and culturally diverse. It's very, very important. A wedding in, in USA is, looks nothing like a wedding in India. And so you need your uh, taggers to know that distinction that, hey, just the wedding is not just a wedding that, you know, uh, you see in USA, it could also be the wedding in China, in India, in Japan, in all different cultures, all different countries. Um, and they're reliable, they're available. Uh, the right word there is really available. They're 24 by 7, we could spin them up, spin them down, and they're trusted. So, you know, the talk about the deep learning process. Essentially, we are using uh, neural network for the inference. This is the uh, sample of uh, the neural network uh, where it essentially all, all, all that's happening here is that we take an image, we pass it through the layers of uh, our uh, network, and in each layer we are trying to uh, identify shapes. And the best way to think about it is that the uh, earlier stages you are looking for simple shapes, and as you move through the layers, you are trying to identify more and more complex shapes to end up with a uh, fully connected layer where we are using a classifier to generate the object, to, to, to predict what the objects are and what probability we think the objects are in the image. With this, I'll do a quick demo of our uh, product to you guys. You guys have to uh, bear with me a little bit because. So let's actually show you uh, Amazon recognition in action, right? Enough talk. So objects and scene detection, this is our uh, demo console. This is our console, so all of you who have access to AWS console can go and hit it right now. Um, these are some sample images we have given to kind of highlight how, how the system works. As you could see, for this input image, you get a bunch of labels and confidence back. Um, um, for, for your simplicity, we have also given you what the request uh, object should look like from your perspective as well as what uh, the actual uh, JSON response would look like. Um, in the second image, as you could see, um, you know, we, we see city, we see downtown, we see buildings, we see high-rise. Um, let's play with some examples which are not as well curated, if you may. Um, So we realized this logo we could show you without getting in trouble because it's our logo, right? Who's going to sue us? Um, so, you know, we are, it's an important point. We don't do logo recognition, but you could, as you could see, we have detected that there's a logo in this image somewhere, right? We, we detected there's some trademark going on, that there's a balcony, there's... Uh, 
let's do a couple of uh, other example. Uh, you know, I keep forgetting my uh, parking spot in airport every time I travel, which is going to happen even this time. It's going to be even worse. But uh, so now, you know, you take an image. You could imagine building an app where you know that there's a license. So if you're building an app, you could very easily curate out the images which has license plates in them. Uh, it, you know there's some text in it. You know there's a car in it uh, and what sort of car it is. Um, uh, uh, a good example of just the type of, and if you could look at this image, this is not a well-formed image, right? Uh, the, the, the person who captured this image is clearly haven't gone to photographic classes, right? Um, uh, it's a colleague of mine, David, guys, so. <laughs> Talked about travel site. If you're building a travel site or if you're building a forum, uh, you, you get to see their animal, their elephants. You could start categorizing. You, you could start creating search indexes based on this sort of rich information that, that uh, you get. Um, moving to face analysis. So this is a bit more interesting because it's family. Um, if you look at this example, we have detected three faces. Um, the not-so-obvious green highlight is the one that's uh, the selected face. And as you could see here, uh, we know it's kind of redundant. We have found it to be face, but we still have to say that it looks like a face. Uh, this is stylized text. The actual uh, JSON response looks much more smarter. Um, this appears to be a male, that, that this person is smiling. He appears to be happy. Um, he has a mustache, has a beard. Let's see if the wife has a mustache. No, does not have mustache. Awesome. So, whew. Thank you, guys. I think I'm done for the day now. Um, so you could see that, you know, uh, this is a bit more. Um, so let's see if we have a couple of uh, examples. This is me very early morning um, and completely unhuman-like. But we have detected the face, and it kind of has found what uh, I'm doing. I don't know what I was doing myself, but, you know, it seems to have found me. So awesome. Um, Let's give you an example of face comparison. So again, the key point here, the images in the wild. We have very uh, taken a lot of pain, a lot of time, a lot of effort in making sure we are able to identify, able to recognize, able to detect things in images from all different type of sensors of real world images, right? Not only some curated, this is not a toy service. There's a few out there. We are not one of them. Um, so if you look at the face comparison, here is the reference face, if you may. And we have found this girl. Now, this, this, this really isn't a very interesting uh, example because if you see the profile of the girl is different, her expression is very different, but we have found a 92% match with her and no match with the other uh, two person in this image. Uh, I'm going to shame one of my colleagues here a little bit. Uh, I don't see him. Uh, but I've got his permission, so I think we'll be okay. I couldn't hide his name, so you know his name as well. Um, so here we, we uploaded Richard. Thank God Richard doesn't look anything like these cute girls here on the right. Um, and Richard has been very kind to share, because when he was sharing the images, I told him, do you realize this is going to be in the Internet in perpetuity? He said, yeah, I, I kind of figured that out. Um, so this is a face comparison example. Um, I'll give you a quick uh, 
demo of face search. This is, this is uh, cooked by one of the head of our engineering team. Um, and it's a, what he did is he, he went to, within Amazon, we have this badges we wear. We have this badge uh, uh, image that all of us have to take. Uh, he went and used LDAP to index all the faces of the organization. And so then uh, so he has created a collection of all these images, all the faces, if you may. And so now if I upload one of my face, let's see what the system finds. Please cross your fingers, guys. This is the first time I'm trying this. So seems like it's working. We are posting an image. It says post complete. Is it going to give me something? A rookie mistake, right? Ah, yes. Cache handling. So it found my face in this image, and it found the badge picture from the collection, right? So his, this collection is much smaller. To be fair, he has he's only created a collection of, I think, about 1,000-odd uh, employees. But, you know, it, it found my face and returned you the most similar face in that collection. And again, um, not that I look much better in the right image. The left image, I look kind of uh, weird. So we did find the similarity. Um, so... The benefits of our service, uh, it's fully managed. You don't have to uh, provision, you don't have to scale up, you don't have to scale down. Uh, it's deeply integrated with AWS, as I mentioned it multiple times. That's really the empowerment of the services. We are bringing machine learning and deep learning to your workloads that you already have in AWS and or to the data you already store in S3. If you don't have it, we are making easier for you to move your workload into AWS, right? Uh, it's a proven scalability. We have already processed billions of images per day. Um, it's secure. We have taken a lot of attention to make sure we are not storing any of your personal information, your customer's personal information. We do not store any image in the system. It's low cost, and I'll talk about the pricing uh, in a couple of days. Uh, what's availability? It's general availability. This morning while Andy was talking, we were furiously writing code. No, we were done a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we actually are now available uh, in three regions. Uh, we are available in U.S. East, um, U.S. West, Oregon, and EU in Ireland. Um, our pricing model is very, very simple. It's uh, pay as you go. You only pay for what you use. Um, there is no overheads. There is no subscription, none of that. Uh, there is a free tier, so you could play with it. You could try it out. Um, and so you know you could benchmark it for yourself. Um, we uh, support up to 5,000 images per month for the first 12 months of the service. Even if you're an existing AWS customer, if you're using recognition for the first time, you'll get that first year free. Uh, and we have a uh, tiered pricing, which we believe really works for everyone. Um, if you look at the pricing, um, our price ranges from a dollar to 40 cents. It's by far the best price in the market. It's extremely low cost. Uh, first one million images is dollar. The next nine million is 80 cents. Uh, the next 90 million is 60 cents. And over 100 million images, uh, 40 cents. So no need to call us. Very large scale uh, pricing model. Irrespective of your scale, we can handle it. And it shows in our pricing as well. And you could see the deep discount as you get as you bring in more images to the system. Um, in closing, a fully managed, easy-to-use service, right? 
easy to use because the APIs are easy, easy to use because the AWS integration, easy to use that you don't have to deal with the heavy data management that comes with classic deep, deep learning. Uh, four primary capabilities. We have object and scene detection, and in this we at launch supporting thousands of labels. Uh, we have facial analysis, we have face comparison, and one of the most scalable, high-quality face recognition in the market. Um, it integrates very nicely with the rest of AWS and other AI services. So be it S3, be it Lambda, and we have, as we announce more product, we'll be very focused on making sure recognition is easily available for them as well. Um, we also, as you see, the, if you haven't seen the Motorola demo, I highly suggest see it. It was, it was just fascinating. Um, just the integration of these three AI services and using S3, how you could build a fantastic product. It's, it's scalable. As we said, we started thinking of scaling from day one. It's low cost. Please go here to get started. Uh, Amazon.com slash recognition. Please provide us feedback if you have any. Uh, I'll take some questions. We have about 10 minutes left. Uh, I was told to remind you guys, please do this thingy. I don't know what it is, but you have to do this. Uh, and thanks. Any questions?